Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. I'm joined finally again by Josh Gilbert. Uh, it's been like a thousand years since we've been together, Josh. How are you? I'm very good, Sam. Very good. Yeah, we had a little catch up then, didn't we? It's, um, it has seemed like a, a number of weeks since we since we caught up and, and we did this together. And we've had, uh, we must say a very special thank you to Mr. Ben Laidler, who's been filling in in both our absences since we've been away. But yeah. Great, great to have us both back on the pod. Yeah, he's earned his wages for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I imagine now he's thinking, oh, I've got a bit of spare time on Wednesday uh, where he doesn't <laughs> have to come. He's probably quite happy about it. Um, podcast this week then, um, we can try to put uh, a positive on a few things after, a, let's face it, very tough couple of weeks for markets or months if you want to go back further. First up, we'll talk about crypto, and then we can discuss the R word, recession, uh, and then wrap it up. For for this week, we can talk about the UK and the inflation number, which, of course, we just had out. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Me and you are two very positive humans, Sam, and there's a lot to unwrap there. Um, And those three subjects that you mentioned, it's probably going to be difficult to find much positivity out of those. But... We'll find it. We're going to eke out the positivity where possible. So yeah, let's let's do it. Short term pain, long term gain. That's that's going to yeah. be the slogan. Um, first up, crypto, which has had pain for sure, short, medium, and I guess for some people, long term. But uh, what a week it had last week. I mean, I, I was uh, I was having having lunch on no, yeah, dinner on on, on Friday evening, and or actually maybe, maybe Friday or Saturday, whenever it was. Anyway, in Venice, living the dream now back to reality but i saw a, a tweet from from bloomberg or, or something like that and it was saying oh bitcoin down 11 percent today ethereum down 13 percent today i was thinking wow i mean that is insane for just one day look it's happened before of course but to still think that it's moving these kind of percentages was was pretty crazy um you know there will be people wondering now what what should should they do is it time to buy more there'll be people thinking about that is it time to get out of all positions too? Is it best just to close your eyes uh, and not look at the account for a few years? And, and maybe that's not bad advice. But I mean, look, ultimately, it's going to depend person to person. But what we can talk about on, on the podcast right now is the current state of play. You know, how are you, Josh? How are you seeing things? I mean, look, we of course, we're going to need a crystal ball when we try to call a market top or bottom. But what sort of things would we... I don't know, would we want to see to maybe get that generational leg higher as well? Yeah, well, I think just first off, I think the key one is, especially with Bitcoin, is, is going to be that 20,000 mark. That's really key. We're, we're sort of teetering on the edge of, of dropping under that again as we sort of speak. We're at sort of 20,100 at the moment. Um, that's going to be a sort of a really key uh level i think because um and, and sort of round about that nineteen and a half thousand that was the previous high from from the from the last cycle that we had so those sort of you know prices are going to be really important and i think if we can stay above twenty thousand um and and then as sort of the positivity comes back through into markets again we're, we're in a better position to then move higher 
uh, when we start sort of continuing to tumble then um, you know moving away from the 20,000s into say you know the, the few thousands that's when that becomes a bit more realistic but I think you said it there Sam and, and it does completely depend on, on an investor themselves and, and therefore risk appetite and time horizon depending on on how they play this market so i mean for ourselves you know me and you we're going to have a much longer term view on the market we're going to have you know decades to to look at this whereas others are you know maybe thinking about retirement they may need to think about you know timing of cashing out timing of selling assets uh etc and i think these investors have got to be obviously a little bit more selective over those investments you know, especially with the current state of play, we know when crypto winters happen. If we go back to 2017, uh, 2018, 2019, you know, those years were, were uh, pretty tough and, and we, we pretty much plateaued over that time. We, we didn't really move much. So w- what I would say is that is that dollar cost averaging is going to be a great approach in this market. Um, look, it, it might seem very obvious to say that, but you know, if you are keen to get in, you are never going to pick the bottom. As you said there, you know, we could sit here all day and we haven't got a crystal ball and we can try and call it. But if you're buying in at regular intervals when this market dips, you're likely to then ride out that volatility. And my view is if you're buying at 40000 50000 $60,000, then a dollar cost averaging approach around these sort of prices at 20000 for those that do want to buy, um, you know, is ultimately a great strategy because, you know, we could see lower prices. We saw it drop down to as low as about 17,000. And again, if we do get onto it in a minute talking about a recession, if that does happen, we could see a further leg down, but that sort of strategy can, can be really important. And then that brings me on to sort of the next point I think I would say is that if we do put the price aside in some way, um, because again, if we if we forget about the price but if you were so to say buying at those higher prices you know why were you buying was it because you see crypto as the future of finance do we see it as you know digital payments uh you know blockchain will be used all across the world in the future or were you simply buying it on sort of just hype you know if it was hype then you're probably going to have a different change of view and you're going to see the asset differently but if it was because of those use cases well well those ultimately haven't changed and we can forget about the price um, in that sense, because right now um, it's those use cases are going to continue to develop even in this correction, you know, whether that's from Goldman, Fidelity, um, you know, JP Morgan, other big institutions embracing crypto, or even the fact that the regulation is going to probably be accelerated over this period. Well, the, you know, price doesn't ultimately matter on that. This development is still going to happen. Those use cases are still going to, to, to come around. Um, and therefore, that's why sometimes you can take the price away from it and just look at a particular crypto and understand why you're buying it. That's really important. That's something I'd always say. And, and that's when you then put your own value on it. Because ultimately, how do you put a put a value on any cryptocurrency? Yeah, no, solid advice. I mean, it's, it's quite quite interesting just thinking back to some of the the special guests we've had in the podcast. We've had people who are, in terms of their investing approach, are 100% crypto. We've had people that are 50% crypto, 50% stocks, and we've had some people that are just only Bitcoin. Um, so you know, some people are going to be struggling i guess right now comparison to the last sort of six months or so before that um i mean from my perspective i've you know sort of 15 20 percent crypto so look the other part of my portfolio is my large part of that is stocks as well so that struggled this year too it hasn't been the easiest of years for people but as they say money can be made in bear markets and, and that's something we can maybe discuss a little bit bit later but it's gonna be interesting to see what people do here um and and from a crypto perspective 
you know, you can have your your long term views and maybe that is your Bitcoin, your Ethereum. And maybe there were some people that thought, you know, look, let me have a punt on the Shiba and the Dogecoin. And, and really and, and truly those or, or there's going to be some of those crypto assets that will just never recover. And, and maybe, you know, taking a loss on those is actually a good risk management approach, thinking about dollar cost averaging into to some something else. And uh, yeah. Uh, just having having faith in the or the real reason you got into to this space um it was quite funny yesterday and, and actually again just before we came on the podcast just sort of talking about you know the podcast and what we should include and we listed a few things uh and we both had a little little chuckle after when we we kind of realized just how depressing the, the whole thing sounded uh at the moment and that really kind of brings us on to this next subject which is recession i mean some countries will go into recession some won't i saw joe biden on uh well i saw it on, on instagram obviously not his instagram i think bloomberg was saying he said he was down the beach uh, and he was saying that he doesn't think we're going to go into uh, a recession but i think on monday uh the first bank came out and said that nomura came out and and and, and believed that they think we are going to to have a re recession but what what's uh what do you think i mean our global market strategy ben Lader is of view at the moment that it's probably not going to happen but of course you've got to be reactive in these these markets which is something 2022 has showed us um but yeah what what are your what's your thought on it and and while we're sort of on the subject maybe we can talk a little bit about bear markets i mean i'm also saw some some pretty interesting stats about those in, in recent days yeah uh, as you say we, we want to sort of bring that positivity and good news to the pod but we've also got to cover the facts and, and the facts uh, right now is that it is pretty bleak but we did have a green day on the markets yesterday so we will take that we will take uh, green on the markets across all three US indices so that's that's very good although uh, UK futures uh, or UK markets are down but anyway we'll forget about that um, on the recession front I'm 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 definitely not going to go against uh, Mr. Laidler because who am I to to argue with him uh, after all but what I would say is that um you know if we do end up in a recession um it's 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 going to be a mild recession and and not like what we saw in sort of 2007 when we had sort of the the gfc now, i've had a lot of people i've spoke to a lot of people whether that be sort of just around our office um you know because again although people you know work in our industry they may not you know have a you know fully clued up about you know markets um etc and you know everyone's sort of saying if we move into a recession you know am i gonna lose my house what does this mean etc um you know and as of right now the difference is that consumers and banks aren't over leveraged like they were in 2007 um that caused such an aggressive recession again house prices are obviously heavily inflated and those are going to start to come down interest rates going up energy prices etc you know will mean that unfortunately people do begin to struggle and i think that's um you know most apparent in the uk at the moment but this is is obviously likely to be a much more milder and, and shorter um recession um and, and what would be interesting for people to sort of compare it great movie the big short um go and have go and have a watch uh, give you sort of some comparison of, of what we're going up against in terms of a recession and and uh, what obviously banks or you know and how banks were giving out mortgages uh back in the day and, and and i think that's you know a really good comparison because we were definitely not at that point um 
but as I say, which, it, you know, um, and, and I think in that sense of recession, you know, it's probably not going to hurt the everyday consumer as badly as that. And, and I mean, it's pretty bad right now, it, you know, because we've got energy costs, food prices, um, you know, everything, you know, whether you're paying your electricity bill, whether you're filling up your car. And again, going back to it, just in the UK, even when I was back there, you just notice the, the costs, especially at the pump um you know it's really really going to be hurting a lot of people so um and then obviously on onto the you know the fed um who are obviously at the topic of this conversation it's their task right now to to sort of bring inflation under control which means they are going to need to be more aggressive with rates but then they're obviously trying to avoid that recession at the same time well when this um obviously then it seemingly comes impossible you know they, they will obviously most likely take a mild recession over and out of control you know, inflation, I think that's, that's key. They're obviously going to, they're not going to let inflation continue to get out of control. So they'll, they take a mild recession, but you know, as Jay Powell said, he's not going to admit to taking the U S into a recession. As I saw from his press conference the other day, he was quite bluntly asked, was he, um, was he moving the U S into a recession to cool down inflation? And he said, no, but he, as I say, he wasn't going to say yes, was he? But, um, I get, I guess the worry now on, from the recession point of view, again, you know, if if we do avoid it, then great, um, you know, because we're probably going to have um, a bit of market relief. But we, we may sort of have further default if we do have a recession, because this may not be fully priced in. Um, you know, a lot of big banks calling that this is not priced into markets fully yet. So that may mean that we see some more red from this market to come. And, and obviously, we were talking about stats and numbers a minute ago. Um, and the average S&P 500 bear market um, doesn't happen very often, but it lasts 19 months. Um, and we often, on average, see a 38% drop. Well, this one has only lasted five months and we're only down sort of 21%. So this could mean that we could you know, be in for a prolonged bear market and perhaps, you know, we, we've still got a little bit more downside to come, maybe 10, 15% or so. Um, uh, but the positive is so far earnings haven't moved and, and that is key um, because that that's strong at the moment. But if we fall into recession, you know, earnings could drop by sort of 20% and that's when we start to see markets moving lower because, well, how do you make money in markets, earnings and valuations? And if earnings drop, then, you know, markets are going to, going to go with it so you know i think in the shorter term to then sort of wrap wrap that up again um i think a, a recession is avoidable if it does happen i think it's mild and then in the shorter term if investors are looking to sort of take a bit of protection for their portfolio you know they can look towards defensive assets um for that sort of portfolio protection de-risk uh, consumer staples utilities healthcare you know these are generally less exposed to sort of rising um or you know rising economic growth risks um, and they're obviously likely to provide some pretty robust dividends um, and earnings over that time but those are then probably stocks you, you'd probably want to to date and and not marry you don't want to be holding on for those for the rest of your life but um can provide they can do exactly what they say in the tin provide defense when they need to love that date not marry i think that's mm. a great approach and i'm stealing that i'm absolutely stealing that um uh, a stat for for everyone um the S&P has had more bear markets in the last three years, two, than Tottenham have won trophies in the last 14 years, zero. Uh, sport, I've chucked that in there. 
um, for everyone to, to hear. Any chance um, you can get, just a few digs in there. Yeah. yeah, as an Arsenal fan, you need to get them in when you can. I yeah. promise you, uh, even though they did finish above us last year, as I'm sure some of you are going to remind me. Uh, oh, hold on, actually. That brings me back to a very good point. We haven't actually um, had this podcast since. Um, well, just to jump in, we had a little fantasy league going on, Sam, didn't we? Yeah, we did. You know what? I've been hoping for a while you were going to forget about that. Um, and I've just remembered, and I think if we actually go back a few podcasts and actually listen to it, I think we made the bet on that. And I'm pretty sure the podcast was whoever whoever lost had to do the podcast in the opposite's uh, opposite fan shirt. Was that was that right? That was right. I'll, I'll have to dig out a uh, an old school Liverpool shirt online. Um, as, uh, maybe a Jabby Alonso one. Then I can just be like, it's actually a shrine to him rather yeah. than the club. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I look, I'm a man of my word, but I just yeah. needed you to remember it first. Um, for, you just for... you just made me remember actually, so you actually not done yourself any favors. So. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, but look, let's move swiftly on um, yeah. to to talk about the the UK and and potentially right now it's the area that the market is going to focus on probably for the for the rest of the week. Certainly in the UK anyway is is this inflation number that we we've, we've just had. So what we're we looking at here, I uh, appreciate it's only come out just over two and a half back to just over two and a half hours ago from when we've been recording. So things can change, comments can come out, Bank of England speakers can come out and say things. But how are we how are we seeing things at the moment? How do you think the Bank of England right now will 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 see things? I know the next meeting isn't till August, so over a month before that. But they're going to be keeping a close eye on things. But yeah, Josh, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, markets, you know, haven't seemed to like it. The FTSE's down. Um, Euro sterling has been knocked by it. Obviously, on those sort of growth concerns, the DAX is down. Mm. Everything across Europe is is getting um, hit hit pretty bad by it, and and that's because, well, the expectation was nine point one percent. Some suggested that we could get around ten percent, and we got actually that that expected figure of nine point one percent, but you know, a pretty staggering number at nine point one percent. And and it's unfortunately the Bank of England believes that that's probably only going to get worse, and that's going to reach potentially eleven percent by the end of the year. Which, as I said, crazy number, um, but that's ultimately driven by, as we talked about earlier, surging energy prices, um, but also the strongest jobs market that we've we've had in in a generation. Um, Should we call that a silver lining, maybe, because we yeah strong. But job then market. I think yeah, strong. Focus on that. Yeah, yeah, strong jobs market. Everyone's in a job. Less unemployment. It's good. But yeah. then we forget that, don't we? Then it then drives. Uh, you know, it's an employees market. Wage growth all comes back to it, doesn't it? It's there's, there's where where there's a positive, there's always a negative at the other end, unfortunately. But yeah. um, they're going to struggle but, to try to spin this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and look, we obviously know we we speak about it a lot. Whether it's Ben, me, you, central banks, uh, you know, they're 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 on the front foot because they were on the back foot. Um, they've got to be on the front foot now to fight inflation because they fell behind. There's no doubt about that. And I think many would agree, um, you know, that the Bank of England have needed to be slightly more aggressive, um, given that we are getting close to that double digit inflation number. You know, well out of control. You know, I think this reading probably means that in August, as you say, we we're going to see a more aggressive hike um i think that's got to be stamped on now um you know like the us they're looking at a target of two percent inflation and markets are expecting the bank of england to to sort of more than double rates from this point to three percent by the end of the year um 
and we sp- again speaking about recessions i think the bank of england are likely going to have to reinforce force a recession um at this point to, to get inflation under control they obviously won't say that like i said from jay powell's point of view earlier but it looks that way um they actually said that they would allow growth to weaken in order to help get that two percent inflation target which is basically ultimately saying we're gonna we're gonna push a recession if we need to and i just think they they have fallen behind the curve more than than any central bank and again that that last rate hike i think you know yes they hiked and it was the the the, i think it was the sixth meeting in a row maybe the fifth but it it just needed to be more aggressive especially when you know this inflation does seem to be sticky and they know in themselves that it's going to get to sort of 11 percent um but as I say, that, that that last comment where they said that they would allow growth to weaken in order to help get that target, that's a hawkish stance, but it doesn't seem to actually rhyme with their actions. As I say, they said that they're saying one thing, but then they're not actually doing, um, you know, what what they, they plan to be doing in terms of being aggressive and, and taking that hawkish stance. Um, and then on top of that, we obviously had the government confirm that the economy shrank in the last three months through April. And that's the weakest performance since sort of COVID. Um, and then finally, the difficulty is outside of the Bank of England is, is energy prices. Um, and the Bank of England can do little about that. Um, you know, gas prices are up 60% in the last month alone. Uh, um, you know, uh, when, like I said, when I was in the UK, all I kept seeing on the news was just, you know, petrol prices going up at the pump every single time. Um, you know, it's actually double. Uh, it, it's double the cost in the UK than what it is here in Australia, which is, wow. is crazy. It's double. It's literally the same price in Aussie, Aussie dollars, which I think is what we're at. And the pound Aussie is like one point seven seven, so close to close to nearly double. Um, so yeah, crazy. And I think that's going to be the difficulty for the Bank of England to, to get it under control. So um, yeah, maybe you can find a positive out of that, Sam. Uh, it's, it's at the petrol station. It's still under two. That's the positive. Okay. <laughs> my, my mate, sure. funny enough, he, he texts me, uh, texts a group that I'm in a couple of days ago and goes, boys, if it gets under two, we riot. I can't deal with it. Um, so people are feeling feeling the pinch. Um, and yeah, like you say, people are seeing it. It's going to be a, a, a tricky summer. I've actually got a wedding, um, which is in pretty much just under a month in Italy, in Pisa. Uh, flying EasyJet, and I'm part of me is hoping it gets cancelled so I don't have to go and spend money in in a year where things are just becoming more and more expensive. So I'm keep keep watching like EasyJet. You've cancelled a lot of flights, cancel my one, um, and then I have an excuse for not going. And luckily, they're not going to listen to this podcast. And if they do, I'll just say I'm joking. But uh, plus, well, they'll pay well, you. Well, yeah, yeah, they should, right? Mm. They should, yeah. But look, we'll we'll wrap it there. We've got. Uh, in a couple of weeks we've got the retail investor beat survey coming out which will be a really in- i'm actually really looking forward to seeing the results of that uh to see how investors mindsets have changed over the last quarter which of course has been a, a, a tricky quarter to navigate so it'd be really interesting to see what the retail investor is thinking so that'll be in a couple of weeks and we'll get we'll get ben on as usual for that uh but as usual got the eToro Academy where you can find out more videos, webinars, blogs, guides, all of the above will be there. Josh will be back next week. Um, Maybe I will have a Liverpool shirt by then, but I will stick to it and and we'll have to to get a new bet in for the new season. Fantastic. I'm happy to have a rematch after after I've won the first one. So uh, yeah, very good. Uh, And thanks everyone as usual for listening. Take care guys. Have a good one. 
You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.